Yes, we are live on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. No more Italian representation in the Champions League. Ah, Juventus, as they seem to do now every year. They go down to a team on paper that they should beat in the round of 16. Uh, 3-0 loss to Villarreal today. They lost 4-1 on aggregate. I don't know. I, I heard a little echo there. I think it's gone now. I think so. Uh, one one in the first leg, second leg at home, and uh, I was just wa- watching the match. I couldn't watch it live. I was just watching it shortly before we got on. And Juve created so many chances, especially in the first half. Like they could have had a two or a three nil lead uh, going into halftime. It was nil nil at halftime. Villarreal got a penalty. Uh, they scored a goal off of a corner kick where Matias Delic completely lost his man. Uh, he also committed a, a handball to lead to the third goal. And, and, and I hadn't even realized, like before, I, w- I spoke to Jerry before that I watched the match. We were talking on the phone, and he mentioned something about a Delict penalty. And I had thought the game ended 2-0 because the third goal came really, really late in it. I had stopped like following the score at that time. 3-0, they went down. So they are out of Champions League. And I guess depending on uh, what your persuasion is, that's either bad news to see them go out or really good news to see them go out because I know a lot of Italian football fans aren't too upset about that. Uh, we've got a good panel today. Uh, before I introduce Jerry, let me introduce our guests. I don't know why Nando's face disappeared. Oh, there he is. There he is. Yeah. All right. So, so, so right, N- N- Nando, since you disappeared, you came back. Let me introduce you first, my friend. Amazing. Uh, of course, we are going to be talking about the Rome Derby this weekend. That's why we have Lazio representation and we have Roma representation. Nando, how, how you doing, man? Not bad, not bad. It's been a, it's been a kind of a long time. I've been uh, come on the pod, so thanks for having me back. I don't know why it's been so long. I think Mary, maybe uh, Jerry just decided, like he, I don't know, he didn't want any more Canadians on or something. So I, I don't know. He, he Jerry, <laughs> Jerry got bored of me. He talks to me too often. <laughs> <laughs> probably so, probably so. And to bring the Roma angle. Uh, really one of our favorites. Uh, I, I enjoy his platforms. I enjoy the shows that he does. I enjoy his work on Chiesa di Totti. And this is the guy to talk to for anything Roma. Steve Shavillo joins us. Steve, uh, I think uh, I, I was on one of your shows not too long ago. It's been a while since you joined us. Welcome back. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me back on. Uh, you know, excited for the Derby this weekend. And uh, I have to say your intro has gotten fancy since the last time I've been on. You guys got that that fancy new intro there. That's thanks to our guy, Raf Biz. Uh, he he created all this stuff for us, man. We got all the bells and whistles now. And, and Steve, you got a newborn now at home. Uh, how old now? And have you slept? Luca is uh, five weeks old today. Bro, it's the same yeah. name as my son. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, man. He, I, didn't, uh, I didn't realize he was Luca. Yeah, he actually sleeps pretty decent for a, a month a month old kid. He's going like five, six hours at a pop at night. So can't complain. You know, it's not as good as beforehand, but it's better than what I hear from some people. So I'm I'm not going to complain. Hopefully, don't not jinx it and you know get woken up every two hours tonight. Yeah, no, w- with with my Luca, really really tough the first several months, and now he sleeps like a fucking champ. It's crazy. Like he's four years old now, but for like the last two years, he sleeps twelve hours a night. Like it's it's amazing. He doesn't take naps because he sleeps so long at night. But I'd, I'd probably rather have it this way. To be honest, he's not waking me up in the middle of the night. So yeah, guys, uh, l- l- let me bring in Jerry. Jerry, you know, I know that you tend, and, and none of us, none of us are, are Juve supporters, obviously. So we didn't really have like a, a vested interest in what happened today, but you always get this when Italian teams are in champions league, you always get the narrative of guys, we have to root for the coefficient. 
but we we have to root for the pride of our league and the pride of our country. You notice it's usually only fans of the team that's playing in the game who say that. Because listen, I I know from personal experience when Inter are in Champions League, people who are Italian football fans, not Inter fans, they root for Inter to lose. They laugh when they lose. You know, three years in a row they couldn't get out of the group stage. They go out to Liverpool this time. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, you know, people were you know laughing at Milan, fourth place in their group. And then you have the Juve supporters caping up like, oh, all of Italy should be rooting for us because we're the last hope in the Champions League. Listen, I, I would love to have a stronger coefficient, but in reality, it just you can't expect fans of rival rival clubs to root for one of the teams in their league to do well in Europe. So here we are. Jerry, do you look at it that way or are you sorry and are you saddened by seeing Juventus go out today? Depends who the team is. Um, a mix, right? Um, if it was Napoli, say, I, I for one, don't care if Napoli were to go far. If it was Milan, I'm on the fence. I'm okay. This, whatever. Inter, because my father and everyone's going to think I'm an Inter fan, but what I don't really give a shit. I, 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 I believe in the history and the culture of like, not, not, not for the bad reasons, just just the fact that the fans have always been together and there's like that history and I'm, I'm a nostalgia kind of guy sometimes. So I kind of, I kind of buy into that BS, but um, overall it's, it's Juve and I can't fucking stand Juve. I can't stand in Roma and I can't stand Juve, but it, 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 it it's funny because you would think the, it would be Roma more, but I find that Twitter makes me hate Juve more than I hate Roma. Um, I, I find that Roma fans just accept that they know that they're shit. And, and, and it's vice versa. Like Lazio fans accept that the reality is that we're not a rich club and we're, our owner is a piece of shit as well. Whereas Juventus fans, the minute you bark at them, and no disrespect, I don't mean to be rude, but not all Juventus fans because there's some decent people. I can't. I don't want to put all in one pot. There are a few that the minute you, you kind of banter them, it's like, well, have you been in Europe for the last 10 years and have you won this and have you done this for us? And it's like, bro, I get it. Your owner's a fucking thief. But um, it, it's like you, the minute you poke them, they come at you with a knife. And it's like, what the fuck? Whereas I, I've always been to Roma fans and not one has come after me with a freaking sword yet. Like, it, it's just the mentality. But as for Juventus and coefficient, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? With that narrative. And it's always like, it's always the people whose team is playing that are like, you should be rooting for us because it's good for Italy. But it never, you know, I, I know, I'm sure you guys know this. I mean, Lazio were in Champions League uh, last season. Roma, not not recently, but they and they had a, a run of the semifinals years back. So Roma's been deep, and you know you, you can't really expect rival fans to root for you just because of Italy. I mean, Steve, how did you feel about the the whole Juve thing getting knocked out today? So, I, in general, I tend to root for the Italian teams in Europe. Uh, you know, you're the one. I, I like to see the league do well. And am I going to root for Lazio to win the whole Champions League? No, but uh, you know, I, I like to see the Italian teams at least represent the league well. Losing two teams they shouldn't lose to like a Villarreal in this case, mm. you know, that, that, that doesn't look good on the league Inter losing to Liverpool. It isn't a problem to me because Liverpool's a better side, right? We, we see they're pushing for the, the premiership. They're within a point of city right now. That's an understandable loss to me. I don't know. Losing to Villarreal, who I think is like fourth or fifth in 
in La Liga this year. Seventh? Are they down to yeah, seventh now? Seventh, seventh. Wow. You know, I didn't realize they were that You're losing low. to the seventh place team in La no, Liga. Hold on. That doesn't want, reflect well on the league. I want to jump on that for two seconds. But they're also the current like Europa League champion. Europa no, League. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't like let's, this story. Let's not forget I, that. Yeah. I, but hold on. think about this. Roma made the semifinals of that Europa League last year. So, I mean, and that was a shit Roma team. Yeah, so true. I want to jump on that. Hold on. I think the mentality of, of a team, I said this last pod, the mentality of a team when you go into Champions League compared to like going into Serie A or La Liga, it's two different spectrums. Like your your game raises, your mentality raises, your, your it's just a whole different world. It's, it's I think that players push themselves harder when they're in Champions League and why you see Villarreal be able to beat Juventus compared to like how they play in La Liga. It, that's just my pers- my persona on it. I don't know. Maybe you guys see different, but I I just think that players they 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 have a different mind frame and, and you approach the game different because a La Liga team playing a Juventus team and it's like maybe the the way they match up too, right? It's also that Villarreal is seventh and they have nothing to lose. And once they're probably not going to make Champions League next year, so they're playing their hearts out in this one match. And this Juve team, yeah, they, they got to win Champions League to make Champions League. Yeah, basically. And let's be honest, this Juve team is, is out there for the hunt, man. Like I'm just trying to look at their lineup today and just see like what garbage they had in that midfield. And like, ugh. well, I mean, can we talk about the center back pairing? You have Delict mm-hmm. and Rugani. Both conceded yeah. a penalty. I mean. If you're starting Daniele Rugani in the knockout stages, that's a problem. He's been good. He's been good. Yeah. But I mean, Rabio playing left wing, uh, Quadrado. I mean, it's not his natural. Well, I mean, it's his natural position in a mid, in a midfield. But I mean, he hasn't played that for what five years. I mean, you have no real creator there. How are you supposed to feed Vahovic right. and Morata? This is this is like the most pedestrian lineup I've ever seen, to be honest. Well, but the crazy thing about it was like they they and, and I know like the the scoreline makes it look like they just got humiliated. Uh, like they, they actually they, they should have scored multiple. Like they played well in the match, and I know that that's not any consolation because listen, p- plenty of good teams have lost games where they outplayed the opposition, they created more chances, but it really did play out that way. I mean, Juventus had quality chances. I mean, you mentioned people like. Vlahovic and Morata, they both had grade A scoring chances in the first half. Keep standing on his head. Uh, you know, maybe they could have been a little bit more clinical in certain spots, but they still had great chances. And then on the flip side of it, every, like every trip Villarreal made into the box, they were either scoring or getting a penalty kick. So it's like they took advantage of everything and Juve just didn't. But Ruli's been an underrated goalie for I don't know how many years since his Real Sociedad yeah. days. I still don't understand how he's our, he's not Argentina's number one keeper. Like I've watched him in his days at the San Sebastian Club, and now at Villarreal, he's incredible. And you got that's also an underrated factor, an underrated factor why they lost. But I mean, uh, I don't know. It's this this Juve team just isn't impressive. And I mean. And fuck off with Murata already, man. Like, I don't, I don't like that guy too much. Like, he's too hot and cold, and I just don't think he's that good. I want to, I want to, I want to switch the table now. Everyone criticizes Juventus, right? And how Murat, so how Allegri comes in and plays really defensive, boring football, right? Sits back and defends and waits. I, I thought that Via Real did the opposite to Juventus and played their own game to them. For 75 minutes, okay, Juventus took the game to Villarreal. They had the chances. They controlled play. They controlled possession. They were in the final third. They, 
I, I think the, the biggest mistake in the whole game was Morata blocking, cutting off Quadrado in the first half when he had a point-blank shot. Go, I, I can't believe no one's talking about this on, on Twitter right now, is that if he doesn't step into his way, into his path, he scores. Quadrado scores because he's in a position on his comfortable foot to shoot open space. And what does fucking Morata do? He tries to go for the ball takes it away from his own guy, and a massive opportunity is missed. That was the chance. Um, Vlahovic, point blank, gets blocked, gets stopped. Like, the, we, we, everyone's going to say, oh, Juventus played this boring game. The only thing I would criticize Allegri was his substitutions. Why did you wait until you conceded the first goal to make a change? Dybala should have came in earlier. There's a lot of Why didn't he start? Again, injured? maybe he's 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 not fit. He's not fully fit, but still, you still Never have fit. quality players. Yeah. You still have quality players to, to to change the game around. You got Bernadeschi on the bench. I know people are gonna say, "Oh, it's Bernadeschi." It doesn't matter. Champions League games, you got these players. You should bring them on. I, you think I Chiesa he... would have made a difference? Chiesa, yeah. If he was, if he was healthy, do you, do you think he would have made a difference? Yeah, hundred percent. A guy like that, world class, can 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 come on and and do something. He, he, it's like Roma when when you don't have Spinozola all season. I think that if Roma had Spinozola, they would probably be a little bit further in the standings because he they the had quality, him last, they had him last year. They didn't do that great. Um, I, I think he was okay. I mean, Maybe I don't know. Steve knows Steve, better than Steve us. Better, he, he was, he was probably that. their best player last year. Yeah, I mean, he was also Italy's best player until he blew his Achilles right yeah. at, the, at the Euros. So you you know you take that player away. And then you add in Zaniolo this season, it's a probably a different team. Yeah. I, I just think that you have these quality players. But again, with Juve, I, and I don't want to talk too much about Juve because this is Roma and, and, and the Rome Derby. And I think that Juve is getting too much of my time. But not, I'm well, kidding, I, but... I just I want, want to ask one one quick question that is, this is Juve adjacent. Um, just to kind of turn the page on this topic before we get into the Rome Derby this weekend. That's going to be Sunday. Um, the 6 p.m. Uh, kickoff in Italy, which is going to be uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time for those in North America. I know some of you are in North America watching us. Some of you are just in all parts of the world. So 6 p.m. Uh, Italy, that's going to be, I mean, the greater point. I mean, people talked about, you know, as Juve technically work, as they had the last game today, you know, Italy's last hope of, you know, a potential Champions League winner, a team making a deep run in Champions League. So no one makes it past the round of 16. Guys, as far as the state of Serie A against uh, the rest of Europe, like where, in, in the top five leagues, where do you put Serie A now? Because obviously, you know, uh, Premier League and people can say what they want to about, you know, competition. So Premier League to me is is number one. Um, La Liga, probably number two. Bundesliga, probably number three. I mean, I, I guess we still have to keep Serie A ahead of uh, Ligue 1, right? So are we are we the fourth out of fifth, or are we five out of five? Uh, I'll start with you, five out of Five out of five. Uh, Italy, the Italian league sucks. To be honest, it is pathetic. Yeah. And uh, it breaks my heart. This is obviously I grew up watching Serie A being the most dominant league in the world. But, man, like we don't even have a team that goes to a final anymore, at least – we had Juve doing that like a few years ago, and uh, Roma made a run, Lazio made a run in Europa League, but like we fucking can't even make it past like the quarterfinals. I mean, the, the round of sixteen. Like, how pathetic is it that Napoli's contending for first place and they lost to the worst Barcelona team 
in I don't know how many years since 2003. Um, not not for anything. And it's like, um, yeah, it's like they not they didn't lose. They got humbled. What was it four one? Like come yeah, on, it was embarrassing. Come on, yeah. and I, to be honest, with you, I think I look at the top three teams in Serie A, and I, where would they finish in La Liga and the the PL? I I don't even think they could see Milan. I would think wouldn't even finish top four in Spain, not even top eight in England. It's bloody fucking pathetic. <laughs> Wait, put it that way. You're, you're, I think you're 100 right, man, and it's uh. And, you know, we look at, and, and listen, um, there's there's parity in Serie A, which is, it's just, if you're following the standings and you're watching the games, it can make it more entertaining when you have potentially four teams fighting for a Scudetto. Like, like that, that, that does just within the vacuum of the league, it makes it more exciting. But the reason why you have four teams fighting for the Scudetto is nobody's very good. <laughs> like, and, and yeah, you know, you, nope. some of the some of the results that have been traded, and, and hold on, yeah, I'll, I'll let you get that point in a second, Steve. It's like you know, uh, a, a month and a half ago, it looked like uh, it looked like Inter may run away with it again, and and you know they've completely the bed since the month of February started, and uh, and there have been other weeks where you know uh, teams like Milan and Napoli have really made a ch- have had an opportunity to kind of put an exclamation point on it, and they've dropped points when they're not supposed to drop points, so. Uh, you know, it's going to make for an exciting race down the stretch. And I'm not leaving Juventus out. Juventus can get themselves in it as well, especially not being out of Europe. I think that could that could help them domestically. But it's like the, the reason why there's such a tight race is no one's been good enough, Steve, to separate themselves from the pack. Yeah, I mean, going back to your original question, I, I still would rate Serie A ahead of Ligue for sure because that's basically PSG, right? I mean, I, I take the top four in Serie A against most of the other teams in that league. Uh, the Bundesliga outside of Bayern hasn't been good this year either, though, in Europe. Look at Dortmund, right? They they fell down to the uh, Europa League, which is unlike them. So they they have their own issues this year. I'm not saying Serie A is better because Bayern carries that league. But, you know, I think outside of Premier League and uh, La Liga this year, none of the leagues have been that impressive in Europe. But Serie A, the reason why there's parity, it's not even because there's parity that the top four, like, split the points amongst each other when they play head-to-head. They all drop points against really bad teams. I mean, you have Milan dropping points to Salernitana and needing a late goal to salvage a point. You have uh, Napoli at Caliti needing a, a late goal to salvage a point. So there's been nobody that's been consistent. That's been the whole issue. You know, the fact that Roma True. and Lazio have been hanging around with the way they've played, look, I'm probably shooting for fifth now, not fourth anymore, but those teams haven't been good this year. I mean, Jerry and, and Nando can tell you, like, Lazio's been un- underwhelming. I can tell you Roma's been underwhelming. Uh, Atalanta's been terrible, right? I mean... So nobody's been able to carry it. I you, I had you on our other show, Kicks and Picks, what, about a month and a half ago for the the Milan Derby? And we said if if Inter wins that match, they probably start to run away with the Scudetto. And they blew that match. And then look at some of the other results they've had lately. So nobody's very yeah. good. I, I agree with that. You know, you put any of these teams in Premier League, nobody's finishing top four. No way. I think Atalanta's problem is that they don't have a number nine right now. That's their issue. They uh, do. They have Muriel on the bench. It's just he's. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him. He's he's fucking me in my Fanta number one. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he was my star pick for the year. He's like, a good bench gonna, player. I thought he was gonna bang in so many goals, but like fuck, I'm relying on Zeko and Caputo now, which is not going well. Oh either. my god. So yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. But yeah, I, I gotta. I want to piggyback on Steve's point. It's like Lazio and Roma have been pretty underwhelming to say the least but i mean one thing i want to point out though like 
in terms of overall starting 11 talents, it's just the starting 11 from first to seventh. There's not much, there's not much difference between these teams. If you think about it, like look at the overall talent in these teams, like pound for pound, there's not much difference between number one and seven, man. Like, that's why I'm saying, that's why I think Serie A is very even just the top three. And I guess Juve have been a little more consistent than the others, but I mean, Fuck, we're yep. like Lazio's hovering between, I don't know, fifth and seventh. We have Savage, Alberto, and fucking Immobile. It's like, that's pretty, that's pretty insane in terms of talent. And Roma Abzaniolo, Pellegrini, and um, I guess Tammy Abraham is lighting it up too. And like, it's kind of, in, it's kind of crazy the amount of talent that's, that's just in the top seven, you know? Yeah. And just to point out, like Roma right now, in terms of, chasing Juventus for fourth. If Roma hadn't blown that match to Juventus that they were up 3-1, they're right there in the race for the Champions League. That's how poor those teams ahead of Roma have been because Roma has no business being within, I think, seven points of fourth place, whatever it is at this point. I fucking hope not. I I fucking hope not Lee drops out of the top four, man. Like, their Twitter is so cringe. (laughs) At the same time, it's like, and man, this is, uh, and and I'll be be fully uh, open with with, with my dilemma because obviously my my confidence in Inter winning a Scudetto has just been on on a steady decline over the past six weeks or so. So then you have to start thinking about, okay, if Inter don't win it, who would be the most tolerable team to win it in the top four? And for me, it's got to be Napoli. I mean, for for as annoying or it's like, I do you think I want Phil to be happy? Do you think I want you know? And, and I like these guys, uh, but Sansone, oh, do right. I want this? Do I do I want freaking Sansone doing cartwheels on the timeline? I don't. I don't. These, these guys are annoying as hell. I get and I respect them for it. I, I respect the rattlers. I uh, they, they do their thing and they're good at they're good at upsetting people and trolling people. I appreciate it, but um, like that's got to be the lesser of all the evils for me because I, I don't want to see the Milanisti celebrating. I certainly don't want to see Juventini getting back to the top of the league. So Napoli, if it's not going to be Inter, Napoli winning the league would be the most tolerable outcome. I I don't know. I I don't. Know. Like I, I have some Napoli friends, but like that weirdo who makes fucking videos of himself walking in the street. Like I don't know whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> um, I'm not uh, saying anything. I'm not uh, saying anything. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, all, all the respect, dude. If you're watching this, I, I do like those videos. It's just kind of funny. Um, I don't know. I think I have to say maybe Juve, the the, the most tolerable for me because oh. I don't know. I don't know. Say that. I don't know. I don't know. It's... And they win all the time. It's like, okay, at least let me make yeah. another case for Napoli. Let me Napoli haven't won a Scudetto since before the internet. Like 1990 <laughs> is the last time they won a Scudetto. <laughs> since like, the we internet. Didn't... Seriously, before oh, the fucking shit, internet man. was the last time they won it. They, they've only won two Scudetti. I know that their fans act as if they've won like 40 of them, but in reality, they've only won two Scudetti. That would be tolerable to me. I don't want Juventus winning like I, I don't know what their exact number is because they claim to have, you know, two more than they really have, but it's in the 30s, whatever it is. I don't want them to get another one. You know, I you know Milan East are cocky enough. They don't need to win another scudetto. So I stop. I don't know, man. Like it, it just maybe as Laziale, me, Steve, and uh and Romanisti, sorry, me, Steve, and Jerry. I don't want to see Napoli win another title, man. We're, we're tied at, me in this. We're we're tied at we're tied at two scudetti with them, and I'm pretty sure Roma doesn't Oh, oh yeah. So it's it's just, just I guess it's like rivalry yeah. there. I mean listen, it's, it's, it's like the second tier club rivalry where we don't want the yeah, others exactly. to be better than us because we all in the <laughs> grand scheme, we all suck. <laughs> 
It's like we're trying to get this 1915 Scudetto reinstated to Lazio, so maybe we'd, we'd be tied at Roma with three if that ever happens. But like, listen, <laughs> all like all kidding aside, Napoli would be like a, a romantic cultural story for like I guess the league and their fans to win. But um, all kidding aside, I'm not gonna make fun of any more Napoli fans. Like, <laughs> to the, guy the videos, to the guy the videos. I'm sorry if you're watching this, but this is like you're the first guy that came to my head. But like. All I get yeah. all the love in the world to you, but like I don't know. I, I to me, the, I, I obviously would like Inter would be my team. I'd support winning the Scudetto. My uh, my best friend is an Interista, and like we're Jamil, we're Jamilati with Inter and Lazio, so there's, right. like, yeah. there's a sort of connection there. So for me, it would be Inter, um, hundred percent. So like Inter would get my support to win the Scudetto. Just my my confidence is a shot where it's like, uh, and, and I'll, I'll feel a lot better. It, like if they can get all three points, feel a lot better. I don't I don't have faith that they can, but it's like you never know. Like the same team that was able to go into Anfield, and I know it wasn't enough on aggregate, but they go into Anfield and get a one 0 win, and they could have done even better if Alexis hadn't gotten himself sent off with a lot of time left. But they follow up. They go to Liverpool. And they win, and then they follow that up. They can't beat uh, Torino at at uh, uh, was was that was that I already forgot. I think it was home. I was oh uh, no, maybe it was it was in Turin. It was but still they they couldn't they couldn't beat Torino. So I don't know what the hell's going to happen against Fiorentina. But w- what about you, Steve? Would uh, I, I think you did mention this with Napoli? Uh, do you want getting three, or would it be uh, who would be the most tolerable Scudetto winner for you? Of the top four, I would say Inter. They won last year. Just let them win again. I don't. The, to me, Milan Twitter is one of the worst. I don't know. Maybe it's because I follow a lot of Milan people, but their their Twitter for a club that has been terrible for like a decade before the last couple of years, they have some big mouths on already. Yeah. Um, and I I think yeah. for the reasons that Nando said, Napoli's kind of like in that same tier as us. So having one of like Lazio or Napoli win kind of has that like uh, like if they could do, it, why can't we do a feeling to it? I guess. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess Inter would be the one, and then Juve. You know, everybody's tired of Juve, so you, nobody wants Juve to win again. So I, I would just say Inter at this point this year. I'll put the three-way tie, and they have to like split the trophy. Milan already. Milan already won a trophy. We've been good since uh, April twenty twenty award without ever winning a league title. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? It, it, what Steve mentioned about Milan Twitter, and okay, I'm talking about one person. I know that they're not all this stupid. Okay, I but there there was this one guy. I don't remember. Who, it wasn't one of the big accounts, but some dude. Like I was, um, I think it was right after Inter won the Scudetto last year. So I had a little bit of, uh, I was a little cocky and I was trolling the Milanisti a little bit. And then I, I must have said something about Milan. And then I had a Milan fan who was completely serious. Like I, I determined he was not joking. He said, but Milan won the winter Scudetto. He thought it was a real trophy. Like he thought that was a real thing. He like, and he was, and this wasn't, this wasn't a troll. Uh, Cause I had a whole conversation with this guy. Like he really thought that the winter scudetto like counts in a in a history book somewhere, and I was, wow. I, I know they're not all that stupid, but that guy that guy made me laugh. That's um, uh, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to say about that. To be honest, I wanna I wanna ask I wanna ask Steven some questions actually in regards to the Rome Derby and yeah. versus. Are there any significant injuries in regards to Roma on Sunday or suspensions that? I really haven't taken the time to look at their lineup. I know that they had two key players out this past Sunday, which I wish it was this Sunday, but they uh, they 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 were smart, not like uh, Zakani. 
Yeah, so no, Zakani's the big miss, I think, in the match for either side. Um, Spinazzola obviously has been out all year. He's still out. That's the only really injured player for Roma at this point, unless somebody knock on wood, you know, something happens in the conference league tomorrow, which would be awful. But uh, as of right now, full health. Uh, they have a couple guys suspended tomorrow, Mancini and uh, Oliveira, yeah, Oliveira. Are, are out tomorrow. So they'll be rested if they, Mancini will start. But I don't know about Oliveira. He's been, he has been great of late. Um, no, Roma had last weekend Pellegrini and Zaniolo, one yellow card away from suspension. And I was just praying that Zaniolo wouldn't run his mouth and get a yellow card because he gets those frustration yellows sometimes because he gets hacked around and doesn't get calls a lot of the time. And then Pellegrini, we all know what happened right before the last derby. You know, my my big thing I, I on all the podcasts I was on, you know, I want to see how Pellegrini performs in the derby as the captain, yada, yada, yada. And then he got that stupid red card against Udinese, which was pretty much a bullshit red card. So everybody's... As of now, there except for Spinazzola, so uh, hopefully that bodes well. Yeah, I'm calling Zaccani the new Quadrado of of Serie because this. Oh yeah, this guy fucking dives all over the place. Like, what are you talking about? Like he, <laughs> the guy, he, he literally, he literally bumped into the guy. Like, no, what do you mean, He 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 sold <laughs> that. Get the fuck what up, man. There was no contact. What are you no, talking about? Get fucking contact. He doesn't even go into him. He's trying to sell it. Jerry, 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 Caldera stinks. Jackani got past him and he bumped him. It was no penalty, but it wasn't a fucking red card, or it wasn't a yellow card. He dives all over the place. The guy looks like a fucking squid, man. Come on, keep running, man. You you, you got so much talent to get around players. Why do you have to flop? Every game he does it. Every game he does it. Jerry, you're running fast. You're, You're slaloming with the ball. And you hit a guy. What's going to happen? Are you going to stay on your feet or are you going to fall? What are You're the laws fall? of physics? That's what happens to Lautaro no, every time. Falls. These guys, no man. I'm sorry. Get back up. Don't 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 try to sell. This is why I love manual velocity. The guy when he falls, he gets up, or, and, and he doesn't complain a lot of the time. He says, if you watch him, he's many multiple times he said no foul in the box, and he keeps going. I don't like that part of the game from Sakani. I see a lot of people on Twitter actually from Lazio fans saying get up and continue. Like I just don't like it. Don't don't try if you're falling honestly, that's one thing. But don't try to sell the foul all the time. Don't sell it, man. Even if the player is like I get this contact, but if the, if the guy's not going into you and he's walking out and he's staying still, just keep going. Like don't but, don't but try he, to but, sell but it. The thing is he he ran into him. Either like way, it. like He's not going to get where he needs to be, and he's probably going to fall regardless. So I, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. And maybe like he, I guess he did try to oversell it a bit, but like I don't think it merited a yellow card where there was actually legit contact. The fucking idiot ref didn't even go to VAR and take a look. Like you know what I mean? It's like wow. you're um, you're denying a player playing the biggest match of the season because. Lots of normal have nothing else to fucking Is that reviewable if it's not a question over a straight red? Is is a second yellow review? I'm not I'm honestly no, asking because no, I, I don't know what is and what isn't. It's not, but it was in the box yeah. though. Yeah. So oh, okay. I don't know. It's it was a little strange, but they can't call back a yellow card, but they can call back a red. Right. I, I think regardless, if even if it wasn't given a yellow, I'll, I'm just going to say, and it's just hypothetical, I think he was going to get a yellow regardless, just the way he was playing and just kept on following for me. I think eventually he was going to get booked. Like he, It was like he was asking. I, I felt like at halftime he had to come out just the way he would. But, again, Zakani missed the last Roman Derby. 
So oh, that's right. He but he's in much better form there. now than he was then, though. Yeah. Oh, 100%, 100%. Um, he's in much yeah, better form yes, right now. But I'll, I'll say in the last two or three games, he hasn't been as effective. I would say, like, I don't think he was that great against Napoli. Um, I don't think he was good after that game as well. I forgot who we played. He was after. pretty good. He was pretty good against Venezia. Like he was, he was the guy piercing the box. Come on. I thought Felipe Anderson was better, man. I think he's the. I, I think yeah. Anderson's the guy who who's all of a sudden. It's weird because it's weird because at one time it was Felipe Anderson who really dropped off, and Zakani really yeah. stepped up. And I would say in the last two months. Zakani still has been good. I can't see he hasn't, but I feel like Anderson's raised his game and gone above a Zakani lately. Like he's really turned his game around the last five or six games, like consistent. And that, and it's something that we haven't seen from Anderson in, in a long time, like consistency. And let's, let's hope he shows up this uh this I I think this is the game where he does show up because these are the kind Can of big games. Derby? Yes, he did. He did, yes. That was yeah. one of his best games he had. And yeah. I think he, he really relishes into these kind of big moment games where he – those are he's he's kind of had some really big games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think aside from Lucy Zucani, I think there's there's an addition and the biggest addition for Lazio. And this is the big – I think this is where I'm not – kind of gives me some security over not having Zucani is having Lazio back in the lineup. Because I think he's very versatile, where he can play as a winger if we need another winger, and in, in, in this kind of game, because I don't see sorry depending on Raul Moro. I think uh, if Raul anything, Moro, not, not that he stinks. stinks or anything, he's still 19 years old. Yeah. Guy Come on, every fun. every time every time the kid gets on the field, he's, he's, he's small. He does man. nothing. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's small. He's, he needs to grow, but he's a, he's a man that he's useless. Like, regardless of what he is, regardless of what he is, he's not going to play unless we're up by four nothing. Just not go like that's that's the that, that's the reality. But well, well, let's start. Let's let's start getting into, and you can continue the thought, Jerry. Sorry, but let's start getting into predictions as well because we got about. 15 minutes left so uh you can continue your thought there jerry but w- how do you expect this match to play out and how confident are you for lazio i'm a little okay with zakani i would have been more confident but having lazio i'm i'm just as confident because we really lack having a kind of player like him in the back where we can advance the ball into the final third, someone who has a pace can overlap our wingers, get into good situations, cross the ball. Um, and having Lazzi back gives us something different in the back end. Um, before he got hurt, he was one of our best players where he was trying to really find his form under Sari, which took a while, but he kind of earned the respect of um, Rizzo Sari. And having him back in the lineup is is huge. Um, it I benches think, Isai. That that's why it's huge. That that's that's what it does. Yes, it, it takes Isai out of the all of the, the equation. Absolute shit um, of a player, Isai. I hate him. Um, <laughs> I I I see a very close game, and I'm gonna go. I think Roma edges this game because. Uh, 97 I, minute penalty. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I just I even though Lazio doesn't play midweek anymore, right. there's something about this team where they just turn off or they turn on. And 
I don't know if tomorrow. Well, then again, Roma does play tomorrow, and that I was could gonna, have, I was gonna that throw that in. Yeah, Ivano I wanna, reminded us about that. I don't want to look into that too much, though, because yeah, okay, they played tomorrow, but who's to say how how Josie Mourinho even plays that that game? And the no, team they're, that they're played, playing, they're playing to win. They're going to play pretty much their starting eleven outside of Mancini uh, in that match. He's, he pretty much made that clear today. Well, did you see the team that they're playing? Fucking what is that? Freaking house, house league, house league, freaking football. Did you, know, did you see how I, I didn't watch the match they last butchered, Thursday? They I butchered Roma. They butchered I them. I didn't see the match. I was at work, but I mean, geez, the, if you watch the the quote unquote highlights for Roma, it was basically the goal and a, a couple of Rui saves and like one Tammy wow. mischance. Roma got dominated from what I saw in the highlights. From what I heard from from Nick, I mean, Roma's got to be better. That te- you're better than that team. You you can't come out and. Play that shitty. I don't care if you're on no, the road or not. No, hold on. And, and, and I'll defend Roma on this one. First off, the pitch was garbage, okay? I seen Roma slide everywhere like it was disgusting, okay? I'm surprised no one came out fucking injured because I watched that game for 20 minutes. I had to turn it off because <laughs> the grass looked like freaking, like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, man. It was just disgusting. Second, when your opponent's fucking shit, you play to their level. That's the problem. I don't care. That team, I watched that team. It was so bad that it was so bad that it, it was disgusting. It, but you see, it, that's what bothers me because so bad. you know who's done that for years up until recently was the Italian national team. You would go and play Liechtenstein yeah. and win like 2 nothing, and Germany would play them win 13 nothing. Like you can't play <laughs> down to your opponent. You know, you ah, have man. to – if you're that much better, you should go out, dominate that match, win the tie in the first leg, 4 5 nothing, right. and make it easy on yourselves. You know, this – it, there's some parallels and it's completely different because that was the Champions League and this is the Conference League. But when Roma won that second leg against Barcelona, the next game on the Sunday was the Derby. And a lot of people were saying, well, should EDF rest his starters because Lazio is looming on Sunday and we're fighting for the top four and we need that Derby. And it ended up being, I think it was a 0-0 or 1-1, like pretty pretty drab performance from both sides. But you know, he ended up going out and playing his best 11 and, and it, the rest is history. They won that match on the monolith goal and they went to the semifinals, which is what everybody's going to remember. But it presents it Mourinho with a similar situation, which is what I put in my match preview on, on our website, because, yeah, this is only the conference league. And yes, now we're only really fighting for a Europa League spot in Serie A. But with the way Roma has been the past couple seasons, you know, is anybody going to scoff at a uh, conference league trophy when Jerry's putting out memes about the bonsai tree now for the last like five years? So, you know, a, a question for you, does winning, does winning the conference league, does that get you in that? Does that get an automatic Europa league yes. bid or just yeah. winning the con or do they it give does. you another bonsai tree? Okay. No. I wasn't. <laughs> they give you the, con- they give you the Europa league. That's the carrot, okay. I guess. It's more okay. of a carrot for like the team from the smaller leagues, I guess. Yeah. But, I just, well, you know. I didn't know. I didn't know what yeah. you get for winning Roma's that. Roma's not winning the conference league. I already saw Marseille is in the conference league. They're, they're definitely going to take it. Chengi Zunder and Paul Lopez will put it exactly. in their life against us if yeah. we play them. Exactly. I want to draw Roma out of the conference league. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. They got didn't they get it's always a mix. Roma, didn't they get you know smashed what? by a fucking Wi-Fi password like back in yeah. the <laughs> yeah, but again, that was you... <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I just noticed one of the comments in the chat. This, this this guy wants to compare like actual legitimate last minute goals scored in open play versus spotty penalty shots. It's good, some good logic there, but um, uh, <laughs> yeah, when, when they lost to Bodo Glimt again, like I miss a lot of these Europa li- or conference league matches because I'm at work and You're I'm smart. not gonna watch a six nothing drubbing on delay, but oh, uh, that that yeah. was the whole controversy when Mourinho played like nine reserves 
And everybody's like, oh, they're going to play in Norway. They should hammer this team even with the reserves. And it, it really showed that Roma's lacking a lot in terms of depth. And Marino's been saying this all year. So now he's at the position where if he wants to go to the quarterfinals of the conference league, which you know Marino's going to try to win every competition he's in because that's just the mentality he has. I'm going to play my best 11 tomorrow minus Mancini and Oliveira because they're suspended. So there you go. Now Zaniolo's out there. Pellegrini's out there. Tammy's out there. Uh, you know, uh, who else am I? I don't want to say Cristante, but he's basically a, a surefire starter at this point because of the lack of depth in midfield. Mkhitaryan's got to play. He's a guy you don't really want to play within 72 hours, two matches. So now you're over there hoping, in my opinion, that you can get out to a, maybe a 2 3 nothing lead at halftime and rest some of these guys for the second half because Lazio's sitting there training, you know, at, uh, what is it, Formello or whatever their training ground is called. And yeah practicing whatever strategy Saudi wants to put out there uh, in a match where Lazio is probably going to control possession. Cause that's how Mourinho's approached all these big matches this year, seed possession, and then try to hit on the counterattack. So now you're going to rely on Zaniolo and Abraham playing on a couple days rest, you know, they, they're going to need to find their legs. So that that's what concerns me most about this match is the quick turnaround from a Thursday to a Sunday. Well, and Steve, let's let's stick with you. Uh, with that said, we'll stick with you here. Then we'll give Nando the last word. Uh, your prediction: How's the match going to play out? How's it going to end? I'm I'm done making predictions this year. <laughs> um, I, know, I love I, and I don't like making predictions either yeah. for Inter. So I love putting other people on the spot with their teams. Anytime there's an Inter match, I'll either say, "Oh, they're going to lose," or like a one-one draw. Like I, I never predict victories anymore because I'm a mush. So, yeah, uh, I've made a couple of bold predictions earlier in the season and, and they they've completely went to shit, including Pellegrini. And I've been playing in the last derby, but yeah. I think the key I'll, I'll give a couple of keys because I'm, I'm not sure. going to I'm not going to pull the, the jinx on Roma. I don't want to be responsible for them losing again to Lazio. It, But I think it really is going to come down to, you know, first of all, does Roma concede early? Because when they've had the most issues this year is they could have this great game plan in the locker room. They come out and within 10 minutes. They're giving up a goal. The first Juventus match. Juve scored, I think, in the first 15 minutes. Moise Keane got a broken goal off of a set piece. And then Allegri did his usual park the bus and Roma dominated the match and couldn't find a goal because, you know, he played dinosaur football like he does Allegri. So I think it comes down to Roma has to defend better as a team. They did it twice against Atalanta, which is why they've won those two matches this year. The only top seven team they've beaten this year is Atalanta twice. You know, they don't they haven't beaten anybody else. Um but at other times, they've performed well. They played Napoli to a 0-0 draw when Napoli was in good form early in the season. Roma really wasn't. Uh, they probably should have beat Juventus twice and ended up with no points. So the potential's there. Um, but you look at the first derby. I mean, how quick did Lazio score that first goal in that match? It had to be within the first 20 minutes, right? Yeah, it was pretty early. Yeah. yeah. And that conditions the whole game. And then Roma fought back and it ended 3-2. And Roma had their chances. But you can't dig yourself a hole like that. So... Roma's not built to dig themselves out of a hole. They're built, especially at this point with Mourinho's style, to try to defend decently enough and then hit out at the counter and then, you know, maybe try to find a second, I think, at this point. So they have to keep it within like a, a 2 1, 1 1 nothing kind of game, I think. And their defense hasn't always been able to do that this year, mainly due to uh, some of the holes in the midfield. They've been playing Mikatarian in more of a, a deeper role. Uh, kind of a hybrid position. He did it against uh, Atalanta and was amazing doing it. Uh, different opponent, but he had 19 ball recoveries in that match, I remember, which was more than a quarter of Roma's as a team. Um, so he was a big miss against Udinese last week. So hopefully he's able to put in that Atalanta-type performance where he can help break up some of Lazio's play because Roma's going to have their hands full in the midfield, let's be honest. You know, Brian Cristante doesn't match up well against Milinkovic-Savic uh, or Luis Alberto. Those kind of players 
are going to be important. And it's important to see what Pellegrini can do because he's the guy that is their chief creator and Roma missed him the first derby. So he's got to be on the top of his game. He sometimes disappears in big matches. I think more because other teams will game plan around him because the rest of the midfield sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, a lot of people are like, well, he, he disappears against the big teams, but you have to understand when you play the big teams, they have better players to take your best player out of the match. Uh, whereas, you know, Venezia doesn't have that, or some of these teams don't have that. So I'm curious to see how Lazio approaches him. Um, if it's Cataldi or if it's Lucas that plays in that, that deep lying role, how they match Lucas. up with him too. Yeah. Lucas. Well, Nando, I'll give you the last word. Uh, how's it going to play out and give us some keys for Lazio? Uh, keys, keys. Okay, how it's going to play out. Um, obviously, I think Roma's match uh, tomorrow is going to play a factor. But I don't know. And derbies are always unpredictable. But uh, it sucks not having Zakanyu. He's been incredible. And I'm pretty sure he was fired up for his actual, his first derby. But like Jerry said, we do have a Felipe Anderson who is playing like a proper Felipe Anderson and Pedro who probably wants to stick it into his old team again. So um, I think that we're going to be okay. And Chiro loves scoring against Roma. So I, I, I have no I have no issues with the attack. My issues is with our defense. Yes, they've played well in recent games, but uh, we gave up. Two stupid goals to Napoli, which cost us the game. We lost 4 nothing to Milan in the Copa, which was fucking embarrassing. So it all really depends on how our defense plays, to be honest. Like, um, Roma have some pretty talented attacking players. They have Tammy, they have uh, Pellegrini, and they have Zaniolo. Um, the key is going to be Lucas and how he's going to stick to – he's going to be the glue on either, I guess, Pellegrini or Zaniolo. And he's been in awesome form lately. He's not the corpse that used to call him on Twitter anymore. So it's just really good. Um, It's really tough to predict. Uh, I don't like predicting derbies. I remember we were the favorite one year. We ended up losing. So it's the keys to the match are how Sari approaches it. In honesty, does he go for the early kill? Does he? Does he? Does he go out all out an attack? But as we saw, like we couldn't beat um our performances in big games have been pretty pretty disappointing like uh, we couldn't beat porto we couldn't beat uh an atalanta who didn't have any other players and we couldn't beat again napoli we could we we had no killer instinct so i'm like a little um i'm a little uh, skeptical about how we're going to perform in a big game so that's that's what i'm most skeptical about we have the talent to score and win but Something psychological for me is missing when we're playing these, I guess, upper echelon teams. I don't and agree I, with the I Lucas. Would... I, I don't agree with that Lucas thing. Eh? Yeah, the, this guy. This guy's had terrible, terrible takes. Lucas, Lucas all played night. the first leg, and he and Lucas played really well in the first leg. I don't. I don't agree with that. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, I was just gonna ask: Is uh, Saudi still trying to play a high line with the Cherby at center back when you guys are in possession? I don't yeah, think so. Mean, I don't think so. I think I think that's been adjusted a lot in the last couple of games. He's looked more comfortable at Cherby since yeah. he's returned from his injury. I thought he he had a good game against Venezia, well, very good fresh. game, and yeah, he had a good game again. But that's that that's that's key though. He was off for yeah. two months, but and it still, helps him to reset. He still plays a high line though. Like he still plays that high high line possession with his players. But like one thing about a Cherby, like he's he was he's been used and abused like the last few years. Like never got any breaks. So um, we'll see, man. We'll see. 
Because my, yeah, my, my problem with the high line from a Lazio perspective would be Tammy and Zaniolo can get in behind those kind of players and, and on the counterattack. That would be my concern. Whereas now that you guys tell me lots of these back, playing right back, I'm concerned about Roma's left flank because the past yeah. couple of matches they've played Nikolo Zalewski, who's a 19-year-old Primavera player, who's who's done okay as a left wing back. And then he's got, you know, Roger Ibanez behind him. And we've seen Ibanez can either be really good or like in the Derby a couple of seasons ago, he can be a nightmare at times. So I'm curious to see if they have any faith in Matias Vigna, who hasn't played much, and he played in the Conference League last week, got pulled at halftime. Could be a problem. Lazio could be a problem for Roma in this match. I I hope the so Marisic is back from a suspension as well. I forgot that. Thanks, and uh, Radu Radu didn't play on Monday because he's nursing an injury. But given everybody is all available, my back four for Sunday would be Radu on the left, Lazio on the right, and I would prefer. A Cherby with uh, Luis Felipe in the middle. That's the four I would do. And I would start Marisic on the bench, and you can bring him on first instead of Husai. I I like Radu much more than I do Marisic. One, he's much more – he's looked much better on the left side, Radu. He's been more stronger, more reliable, not cut out of position. Um, his crossing is a, is is really good in the final third. I think very very underrated. Very I think underrated yeah. Style. I think I think that we we lack we lack creativity in the final third in trying to get something going. But with Radu, since he's been in the lineup, a lot of our chances have have been channeled through him. And uh, that's that's the four I would go with. And obviously the midfield is the midfield. You go with Leva, you go with um, Savage, and you go with. Alberto and up front is Immobile, Anderson, Pedro. But for me, I would take the bold risk of going Radu. And lastly, before we end this, Radu understands the importance of the Derby. Yeah. He, is, he is the last dying breed guy in this Derby right now who understands the history of, of playing in very numerous key derbies that have either been very sour or very great, or very exciting, and, and this—that's that, why I, I really like him in starting Sunday. But and lastly, Reyna started in the last derby. Oh my and he, god! And, and oh. Hold on, hold on, oh Reyna, hold on. Reyna was actually very good in that game. Very good. It was one of his best performances this season. I remember he made at least two or three great saves on Zaniolo. Yeah, he made a couple good saves yeah. that match, from I remember. Yeah, he was that was his best game of the season. So I'm hoping that Strakosha matches that performance because I feel that Roma is going to have at least three or four good chances on Sunday, especially that. But especially that Zaniolo told the fucking fans to suck his balls at the end of the game. So. <laughs> well, well, they, let's they, close they, it they, out. They keep insulting yeah. his mother. The ultras insult him and his mom. Like I, I think I just I, I would know. be pissed too. Well, his mom's kind of cringe on social media. I've seen. She is, yeah. yeah. She kind of puts herself. I'm not saying like I would never insult somebody's mom, and I wouldn't justify it. But like yeah. in in her case, like she puts herself out there, so it's like yeah. it's not as surprising for her to get called out. But I would never condone that sort of activity. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up, my friends. On that note, uh, Steve, let the people know 
Uh, you know, you're doing great things on the the kicks and picks pod. Uh, I was I had the pleasure of being a guest, even though I brought into terrible luck before that Milan derby. <laughs> so shame shame on you for inviting me to that. But I did have a good time. Uh, let people know where they can find that and all the other great work you do. Yeah, the one thing I'll throw out there before I tell everybody where to find me is keep an eye on red cards because that's always an issue in the derby. There's a couple of hot heads yeah. out there for for both sides. Usually, I could like Mancini's got 13 yellow cards this year. He's a player that can get fired up real quick. Those kind of guys you always have to keep an eye on in the Derby. But um, yeah, um, at Eschavillo CDT on Twitter is my personal handle. We have the Kicks and Picks podcast we've been doing for about two months now. That's at Kicks Picks Pod on Twitter. And of course, I do all my work for uh, KiazaDetoti.com, all my Roma work. And we have our Across the Roma Verse podcast, uh, usually on a weekly basis as well there. Awesome. N- Nando, and thanks anything again you want for to having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. I, I just want to say thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. And Nando, what about you? Anywhere you want people to find you, anything to promote? Find me on Twitter nm underscore Magnus. That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> I just come on this pod every so often. I'm not as decorated as you guys, so like always a pleasure. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me, man. Well, nobody is decorated as Jerry, who has written for every site on the internet at some point in time. He's got the best resume in the business. Jerry, you working on anything this week? Where can people find you? Working on nothing. That's that's the way to go, man. I haven't done anything in the last like month or two. I stopped, man. I have like honestly, I wrote I wrote nine articles. They've been lying in my freaking in my file. I still gotta get like seven more out before I can even start. I started four in the backlog, and I just slowly just don't even care anymore, man. I used to love writing analysis, like lately with my health and everything. It's just like yeah, I hope you're feeling it, better. It, it, it's there's days I want to do, and there's days I don't. I'm just happy no one's asked me to do Q and A's. I'm just so happy. No offense. <laughs> no, no offense. I, 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 I'm, I, I, I'm like you. I'm like even, you in the sense. Even come yeah. on pods or anything. I'm just so happy. Yeah. No, and, and there are so like, happy. and, and there, there there are pods that I like doing. Like if my guy Steve asked me to do anything, he asked me to jump, I will say how high, okay? Like they're like, and people like Serie sit down, Calcio guys, whatever. Like pe- people that we know, I love going on people's shows. But then, like, sometimes I get asked by people I don't know, and I, just, I have a hard time saying no. And it's like, I want to, but it's like, so I, I understand. I understand your feelings. I just Jerry. don't answer. See, I'm too I, nice. I, I, I always answer. I, I used to love podcasting, like, five times a week. Now it's like once or twice is more than enough. It's it's time-consuming, man. It is. Steve, for a, a guy like Steve who has a kid, yourself, who, who you're not gonna go spend five nights a week going no. like you know what no, I mean? Like, I, I told my wife I'm I'm, I'm in demand this week because it's the derby, you know. So yeah, and then she's like, two, that's it, you're done." Well, we <laughs> appreciate us being one of those, man. It well, really, it, gotta, honestly, it means yeah. a lot. It really for you means guys, a lot. of course. You guys are always great to me, so I have to reciprocate, right? Yeah, and it means yeah. a lot to, to everybody watching this and listening to it. Uh, just all- here for a shit hockey team. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I'll say real quick if you're watching this on YouTube keep in mind you can also get the audio version which is nice you want to listen in the car on a jog whatever just go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify Google wherever you get your pods and just search Calcio Connection make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating if you can and if you're listening to us and you actually want to see our beautiful faces you can watch us on YouTube just subscribe to our channel Calcio Connection and please subscribe oh. because yeah, yeah. I have, I have, that's what I want to say. I have this FIFA game I bought a Boxing Day, and I don't fucking want it. FIFA 2022. So I'm probably going to make it as a prize on the Calcio Connection. That's, pod. That, that, that's the newest one, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the newest, newest one. I bought it for like 20, 30 bucks. It was on sale. But I found out when I got home, I think a few days later, I found out that Lacho is not in the game. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, because I don't think Roma is game. either, right? No. Yeah. They're not. Roma, not I don't either want still, it. Right? I don't want this fucking yeah. game. Anybody who has an idea of how I can auction this thing off, free. I don't want no money. PS, PS4, PS4, 5, or Xbox? PS4. PS4? Okay. Yeah, Xbox can fucking Just so kiss people my... know. I, just, I, have, just so people I, have, I have an Xbox who can kiss my ass, but... Uh, Ever Jay, since man. ever since Xbox 360 had the red the red the ring of the what's it called the red light the, the, the red ring, of, ring death. of death yes fucking I gave up on Xbox after that oh, I was wow. so fucking pissed but um yeah I want to like do something for this game you guys can have it I don't care I'll send it to you well we'll do we'll do like but a contest it has for the to show be next week. it has to be North America only because the shipping yeah. no no not oh. because of that because. The way the system is made in Europe is designed uh, differently as opposed to how it's designed here. That was a thing for the PS2. Yeah. I don't know if it was a thing for the PS4 anymore. Yeah. So, so when I went to my, my so my brother-in-law in Sweden, he can't buy games here and bring it there. Oh, yeah, it yeah, has yeah. to be bought there specifically. It's designed everything. I don't fucking understand why. I am not a tech guy. Yeah, it's so stupid, but it can only be North America only. So I apologize, but yeah. Uh, no, uh, that, that works. We'll, we'll give that away next week on the show. Yes, yeah, so make sure and follow our show on Twitter at CalchoConPod. And uh, if you want to check out the other work that I do, I basically just do shows all day. Um, <laughs> I, if, you're into, if you're into North American sports, uh, specifically American football and basketball, that's usually we talk a little hockey, not as much because uh, you know, I'm not in Canada. So who the fuck cares about hockey oh, south of Canada? <laughs> so right, March Madness starts tomorrow. Oh, it shit. does. It does indeed. Yeah. Oh, so I do. A bracket. What the fuck? I didn't either. I just bet on games. I, I don't oh. even do brackets anymore. <laughs> I, I just. I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have bets on uh, freaking uh, 32 games over the next couple of days. It's gonna be. I'm gonna lose a lot of money. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So make you. You can follow my yeah. uh, my American Sports Show. I stream it at uh, 2 p.m. every day on Five Reasons Sports YouTube. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see me tweet about it all day because I, I need those clicks, bros. We need to get those clicks. All right, so huge shout-out again to Steve, to Nando, always to Jerry. We will talk to you guys again next week on another episode of the Calcio Connection Podcast. Ciao. Romo Merda. <laughs>